Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We welcome in Sage Rosenfeld. Sage, how you doing? That might most that might be the most unusual intro into a, a segment that I've ever had. Well, you know, it, it wouldn't be <laughs> if if your insurance agent wasn't putting the boots to you the way they're putting the boots to me. That's why people need to go out and get Geico because I can't get out of it because the guy's a family friend. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, maybe the, our NFL PA, we, maybe we have some Geico uh, insurance to try to get this collective bargaining uh, situation figured out. You know, it's always good when the guest is the one who makes the transition instead of the host. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, Sage, let me get into it with you. From what you've studied, from what you've talked about, you're a 12-year vet. You know how these things go. Is this a good deal for the players? You know, I, I don't think anyone actually knows this answer until one. Usually it's like a couple of years later. A lot of times agents will sort of tell you like, ah, this was a good or bad deal for the players because they're the ones actually negotiating these contracts and understanding what they negotiated, you know, this year compared to three or four years ago. So they sort of, they have a sort of a, it's one of those things you don't really know the answer until a couple of years later, sort of like a drafting a quarterback in the first round or something. You don't really know that answer right off the bat. And I think number two is no one actually knows all the details in this thing. And that's where as a former player, obviously all these current players, you have to rely on the leadership of the NFL players association, guys like Eric Winston, who I did play with Eric for three years in Houston. Um, And I think a lot of players really trust him and respect him. And of course, there's a lot of lawyers and a lot of non-players involved in this thing, uh, you know, as well too. So, uh, you know, so far uh, what I find interesting is that the owners seem to sort of have a, you know, take this deal now, you're not going to get a better one later situation when the players, to me that's always when you're in negotiations, always of like, oh, they want to get this done deal, this deal done now. Maybe we should wait a while because there's this whole thing with the TV contracts coming up, uh, I believe, in the next year, which, of course, the owners want to go to, you know, the big networks and say, hey, we've got a 10-year deal with the players, so – you know, you should up us to, you know, this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. But if they don't have that deal, that hurts their ability to negotiate as well. So if I'm the players, I think you should have waited out and try to get the things that you, uh, you know, you feel like that the players deserve. You know, the players, the ones that are taking the physical risk uh, in, in playing this sport. And, uh, and, of course, the owners, they have done extremely well. I mean, Jerry Jones bought that franchise, the Dallas Cowboys, in what, the early 90s for – under a hundred million dollars, I think it was like seventy million dollars, and now it's worth you know, what four or five billion dollars. So believe me, the owners have done extremely well over the course of the last twenty or thirty years. 
The great Sage Rosenfels joining us on the show. QB Collective score North 670. The score all over the place. 12-year NFL vet. Follow him on Twitter at Sage Rosenfels 18. You mentioned Eric Winston. He He's a very smart guy, very savvy about these things. And you kind of answered the next question I was going to have because it always seems to be two or a year and a half down the line after these CBAs, all of a sudden there's a problem that's raised. Last one was the big-time marijuana issue, a couple of other things. When I look over this stuff, and still some of it is legalese that I don't even know, I'm not going to pretend like I do. The 17th game thing, though, Sage, the payment on that seems to be fishy. Tom Pelissaro said, well, no, this is only on guys who were paid for a 16-game schedule. And I'm, I'm thinking, Sage, and maybe you disagree. I'm going, no, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't work a full day and get half the pay in some of these cases. It should just still be a whole another game check and... You got the money. You, if you want 17 games, you should pay what's commiserate with every other game. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do it that way other than you know, trying to skim some money. I mean, you think you just sort of prorate it. Uh, what they call a 17-week schedule. Now you just make an 18th week. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do you know two bye weeks now or however they would do that. But uh, listen, if you're a rookie and you're making a half million dollars, you get paid 250 for for the 17th game, this is the greatest deal ever. But if you're a guy making, you know, pretty much any starting quarterback or or star player making, you know, ten uh, to thirty million dollars, this is that that's a that's a, you know it's a small amount of money for those guys to play another week. So you would think they just come to the the, the sort of the easy idea of just sort of prorating it uh, based off of what you were making, you know, throughout the the rest of the season. So you know the seventeenth game. You know, I, I, again, I don't even know if I, I'm I I love the fact that the NFL is thirty two teams. There are eight divisions of four. There are 16 games. You know, it's just sort of like the numbers seem to be perfect. You know, we, we sort of know the schedule for the most part a lot of times, like looking forward for years on down the road many times because there's just sort of this perfect number here of 32 teams and 16 games and, and so on and so on. You add that 17th game. I don't know where that extra game comes into play. Uh, you know, it's like adding a 33rd uh, NFL franchise. Like, how does that work out? Some some division would have to have five. So, um, obviously, you know, more revenue, the better. I got to think the players would, would love to have an extra bye week if you're going to go a 17th week. Uh, you'd also, another thing to add to this that never has made any sense to me is that the whole 46 guys get to dress on game day thing. It sounds like they're going to move that up to 48, but, like, I don't understand why they just don't have all the guys, all Thank the you. players Thank be able you. to dress. Like, but this makes no sense to me. They're making a 46-man roster. Other... Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, why am I getting a play check and I can't even dress for the game? Like, that, that's a practice squad player, right? I, I don't get why they have that rule in general. And the more guys you can have have more – I mean, your paycheck's the same whether you don't dress or whether you dress if you're on the active roster. I just don't see why having fewer players play in the game is better for, let's just say, you know, player safety. You know, you, you could have – those guys who are just, you know, in their street clothes on the sideline, they could be taking some of those reps off of the guys that are, you know, out there playing and could have an extra offensive lineman. You could have some guys on special mm-hmm. teams. You could have, mm-hmm. you know, just more guys in the rotation. That, to me, has never made any sense, and I've never had one person say to me, yeah, this is the reason they do that. You know, of course, there's always injuries and things like that, but, hey, it's a football team. It's a football club. Like, you're going to have injured guys, but you know if you're getting paid a, a, a salary, I don't know why everybody doesn't dress for the games. Sage Rosenfeld's with us on the show. Sage, I'm willing to admit, I know that adding an extra team to the postseason cheapens the postseason. I just don't think I care. I, I still think I want to watch another week of playoff football. 
Well, it's not going to add any more weeks of football. Well, I should say another game of playoff football. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here's here's what I I think about that. And and I think the way the NFL, uh, the way the the playoffs are right now are are great. I like that there's a one and a two seed that both get buys. I mean, that buy is huge. And I understand that the NFL would love to have the – the one, you know, all the ones, you know, make it all the way through and have two ones in the Super Bowl. That that buy is a big, big advantage as far as getting to the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, sometimes there's sometimes there's conferences where there's just a dominant team. You know, those old Patriots teams that are winning 14, 15 games, and you know, you're you're pretty much, you know, uh, you'd have no chance of getting that buy. I like the fact that the, another team, a, a two seed, also gets by, that, that buy. I get it. You know, there, there there'll be two more. Uh, playoff games and playoff games are probably you know twice as valuable as a regular season game as far as the money is concerned. Of course, it always comes down to the money. But again, I of all the things that they're looking to change, I sort of like the playoff uh, uh, um, uh, situation as as it is right now. And I would think that they they, they shouldn't change that. But you know, if they can see enough money in the players, of course, are going to get paid more money. I guess then it makes sense. But you know, as we all know, the, that those playoff checks to the players are not very big. They're 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 much smaller. I mean, yeah. 250,000 is a huge number compared to those playoff checks, which are usually 20, 30, 40,000 bucks. And so, you know, is that worth it for the players when the owners get to make all that money? I'm not sure. XFL, yes or no? Oh, I think it's great. I think XFL is great. Like, I, I have, I've watched some XFL games. Sometimes it's a quarter. I think I watched maybe one full game. But, you know, listen, people love the sport of football high school football, college football, pro football. You know, a lot of people don't like watching the NBA or college basketball. Of course, I do like watching uh, NBA in the playoffs. And I, I really do like college basketball this time of year as we get to the tournaments and stuff. But some people just love football, and they will watch any you know sort of football. And I think it's a it's a play. There, you know, there's this there's this sort of gap between college and pros, and I think this is can fill that gap. There's obviously a big need for some development for for quarterbacks. Because you know, there's only one quarterback that can play in these NFL games, and so there's always this lack of quarterback development. People always complain about you know, why quarterbacks aren't good enough, and there's not 32 starters, not a good, not enough backups that are really, really good. It's also a great spot for offensive linemen to learn. If people don't realize that college football has a vast array of coaching. You have coaches that are basically NFL coaches, and you have coaches that aren't very far removed from basic coaching to high school football. Well, those get those players that come from that coaching try to make it to the NFL and a lot of times they're you know they're a couple years behind these other players that maybe went to uh you know an Ohio State or a Clemson or an Alabama that had more you know pro style coaching and so that development is really important so I see it as a very much a development league I I you know I don't know about the timing right now and all those things but uh I think the XFL is, is here to stay they got to figure out a way to make uh money I love the games and I love them in the soccer stadiums I think watching these games in soccer stadiums are more Twenty to twenty-five thousand. I think that makes it a lot better. I don't like watching, you know, ten thousand people in, in MetLife Stadium in New York when it's eighty thousand seat stadium. I agree. So I, I hope that I hope they make enough money uh, that they that they you know stay and you know listen. Vince McMahon, whether you like WWE and all that stuff or not, I'm not a big fan of it, but I do know it makes a lot of money. And he's made a lot of money. And that guy <laughs> knows how to. That guy knows how to make money. And he understands TV and he understands fans. And so I got to think the second time around you'll find a way to make this thing work. I got like two minutes. I have to ask you this question. Sage Rosenfeld's with us, 12-year NFL veteran quarterback. If you were Joe Burrow, would you have second thoughts about the Cincinnati Bengals? A, a thousand percent. 
Absolutely, yeah. Would you I, okay? I, would I, you then take the next step to either hold him over a barrel and get traded out of that situation, or is like, listen, if I'm coming there, I'm running the show. What would you do? Well, he, you know, here's what's really interesting is that you know this year there's definitely an alternative. You know, people like I really like Tua. I, I think Tua is actually the better quarterback of the two, but mm. he gets injured a lot, so that's sort of the concern there. So. You know, the Cincinnati does have a, a second option, which sort of hurts, you know, Joe Burrow's leverage a little bit. But, you know, listen, I, I backed up Eli in 2010, and he and I talked a couple times about that whole situation in San Diego. And I think it was sort of known that the San Diego Chargers at the time were sort of not a first-class organization. They didn't really do everything it took to win football games, to win championships. They didn't spend, you know, money on scouting and, and you know, coaches' salaries and, and when – when, when there was free agents, they weren't one of those aggressive teams. The New York Giants were one of those traditional teams who had been there, done it so many times. They were a sort of first-class, world-class organization. Cincinnati might be the worst uh, in the NFL as far as spending money and doing whatever it takes to win football games. And, you know, if you this is the only time you know, Joe, Joe Burrow sort of has a little bit of leverage uh, is to basically say, I don't want to go to, you know, to one of these places. And it worked out well for Eli. Uh, Philip Rivers had an unbelievable career, maybe a Hall of Fame career, and never won a Super Bowl, and probably won't. Right? So, and Eli has too. So, uh, you know, I, I have no issue. Uh, John Elway did it. Eli Manning did it. I had no issue if Joe Burrow decides he does not want to go to Cincinnati. I think uh, I, I'm all for that. Again, this is the only time. There's not another job out there, uh, other than of course in sports, uh, like, like basketball or whatever, that you graduate or you leave college, you leave high school. And you have no choice as to what city uh, and, and, and uh, uh, business that you work for. But that's the deal in the NFL. And I think Joe Burrow trying to have whatever leverage he has is basically, uh, I think he can try to, you know, basically be cool enough and then cold enough uh, to the organization to, you know, to, to maybe they'll, they'll, they'll trade the pick, maybe they'll draft Tua, maybe they'll draft the defensive end from Ohio State. But if I were him, I would much rather prefer to play for some of these other franchises. Sage, can't thank you enough, friend. All the best. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 